Hey, welcome into the Coach Bo Knows podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recording live at the O'Connor Advisor Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisor Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at Coach Bo Knows Show. Check out the Facebook page. Just search for Coach Bo Knows Show. And as always, you can email us at coachbonoshow at gmail.com. Hey, we got a special midweek episode this week. I'm bringing in, uh, brought to us by our great sponsors, DraftKings. I am bringing in the special one shot here, the godfather of the Studio Soapbox Network. Tyler Jones is coming in. And we're going to talk one subject, one subject, like the biggest news in sports this week, which is the Saudi Public Investment Fund buying and combining the Live Golf Tournament, the PGA, and the DP World Tours. And we're going to talk all about what's going on, how it's going, everything else. And I'm really happy to be joined by Tyler Jones. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, uh, Bo. Always a pleasure uh, anytime we get to chat and yeah. uh, anytime I get to visit the uh, undisclosed location. Uh, yeah. Always a great time uh, to, and, and certainly plenty to talk about today, too. Yeah, so usually this is weird. Usually I'm on your show. Today, you're coming on mine, I appreciate it. Hey, I wanted to get you in yeah. here because I was listening to you last night and again this morning a little bit on TJ Reeves's podcast and his sports business podcast, which is a great pod. And you guys talked at length and you've been kind of on top of what's going on with some of the stuff with the Live Golf Tour. You've kind of seen what's going on before this week's big announcement. Um, sure. We've got... Bam, I don't want to say, we just got shocked Tuesday morning when CNBC broke a story that the Saudi Public Trust, or Saudi Public Investment Fund, the PIF, who was the backers of the Lyft Golf Tour, had, for intents and purposes, purchased the PGA. Um, they're calling it a, um, a merger that includes the Live Golf PGA and the DP World Tour. A lot of folks know it as the European Tour. But really and truly, we're only going to have one owner here. Um, as part of the deal, it looks like the Public Investment Trust is the sole owner and the sole partner of this new entity, whatever it's going to be. We don't have a lot of details of what it's going to be yet. Uh, what was your first thoughts when you heard of the news on Tuesday morning? My first thoughts uh, immediately went to the hypocrisy, right? I mean, mm -hmm. for a year and a half, two years, all we've heard about from the PGA Tour was, you know, the blood money. And, you know, yeah. they brought in the 9-11 families and got them involved in everything. And now mm -hmm. here that we are. And after the lawsuits and the name calling and, and everything, the PGA is just as involved as Liv is uh, in that extent, even more so now. Yeah. And the Saudis aren't going away. They are still there. They're, they're even more invested in uh, American and international golf than ever before. So for me, I thought that all of this was a major L for the PGA Tour, especially on the on the PR front of things you've pissed off your players um yeah. the hypocrisy involved it's a bad look and everything here to me that's what stood out 
And, and then the, the other part is that the live guys, at the end of the day, they win. Not only did we see the most recent major champion be uh, Brooks Kepka winning the PGA Championship and putting Liv on that stage, but now all those Liv guys got paid and they're right back to where they were before alongside the PGA Tour guys. Guys like Tiger turning down $800 million, Rory and some of these others that uh, Monaghan, you know, pushed them to preach loyalty and everything. And what do they have to show for it? They, they got no money there. At the end of the day, the almighty dollar is still king, and uh, that's what this uh, came down to here. Yeah, I want to talk about some of the major things going on here. So you may, you touched on a lot of stuff there really quickly. Uh, the big thing is this ends all pending litigation, all pending litigation between the Live Tour, the PGA, the DP World. All of it is gone, all dismissed because of this. Um, the PGA golfers actually were learning this news on Twitter the same time we were. This was not discussed amongst anybody, even like you mentioned, Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy has been sort of the front and center guy for what, uh, you know, for what you were talking about, you know, stay in line, you know, battle. This is you know the, the blood money, the Saudi money, everything else. And I thought Wednesday afternoon when I saw the press conference, boy, I, I don't want to say I feel bad for him, but there was also some a little bit of that same hypocrisy in some of the things he was saying. Uh, a couple of things we do know so far. We know that um, this ends all pending litigation like we talked about. The PIF governor, Yasir al-Rumayan, who was the chairman of LIV, is going to be the chairman of this new entity, whatever this is going to be called. Uh, PJ Commissioner Jay Monahan is going to be the CEO. Now, I got to think, and I think you and I agree on this. I'll ask, I want to hear your thoughts. Jay Monahan is not long for this life on this uh, on this position, is he? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Jay Monahan is going to last very long yeah. uh, being in charge of, of uh, this whole ordeal with uh, just how badly he's played his hand the entire way um throughout this process and and now you know when he was asked about uh you know what's your message to the 9-11 families he uh he gave an awful answer some of the effect of you know hey you know we all make mistakes and like that's uh that's just awful you know that's just inexcusable on that front and i don't know how if you're the players whether you're the live players the pga players how you can look at jay monahan and trust him and then he has yeah. your best interest, and then he can represent you. Ultimately, think about this. When we look at commissioners in different sports leagues, Bo, um, the commissioner's job is to represent the owners. Yes. In the PGA Tour, it's the players' league. It's supposed to be the players running the show, where the players are the de facto owners. And in Monahan's case, he wasn't representing the players. He wasn't representing the best interest of his players. And so for me, th there's just no way that you can keep Jay Monahan around with not only the, how this was handled, but just in the best interest of these players, they can't sit there and say they can trust Jay Monahan or not. He's got to go. Yeah. So let me bring this question up as well. And I'm talking about Jay Monahan and just what you're saying there. This ends all the pending litigation. Do you think that a portion of the thinking here is – 
this litigation that the PGA was not going to win, that in the end, the PGA knew they didn't have a leg to stand on. They probably weren't going to win. And it was going to cost them so much money that the PIF with the live golf tournament, the live golf tour could eventually just bleed them dry. I mean, they, they have much more money. What are your thoughts on that? That it was, you know, Hey, we're fighting a losing battle. Let's go ahead and get out of here while we can before we lose too much. Uh, I actually beg to differ a little bit. Uh, I okay, think that the, here's, here's where I'm coming from about this. I, I think that this was as much of a win for Liv as anybody else. This is the outcome that they, uh, they sought and what they wanted, you know, was uh, at one day to get uh, a merger and, and, you know, get their guys paid and then, still be able to play in PGA Tour events. I think that Liv got what they wanted in a sense. Comparably speaking, I agree. on the PGA side of things, of uh, of where they're coming from and, and all this, I think the PGA, if, if we were going to see both sides continue as two separate entities, eventually, if Liv didn't gain steam, if the ratings weren't there and if the attendance wasn't going to get better, like you would keep on losing money that live would run out. The PGA was still relatively successful, even without those live guys there, they were still a cash cow and, okay. and you know, people were showing up to their events and all their events were still on CBS and NBC and things like that. So I, I think live needed the PGA more than the PGA needed to live. Um, if let's say, I think what would have happened had the, lawsuits played out like they may you would have had some type of resolution where live guys would have been able to play pga tour events and you know the, the pga would have lost money but I, I think that the pga in the end one of the reasons why they came with this solution too was they didn't want those skeletons revealed they didn't want that the information of the lawsuits to come out either i think they were kind of hiding that information i mean Think about uh, recently the uh, the Fox News and Dominion lawsuit. Uh, big reason why that was settled was uh, Rupert Murdoch didn't want to testify. Didn't want that stuff to come yeah. out. I think oh, the discovery. Yeah, thing, well, I that, think the same thing here. I don't think Jay Monahan and these others wanted to you know testify and stand in your trial here. Well, that's what I think. I think that they settled in a way by saying that's part of my point is that I'm thinking that part of the reason they took this deal is that they said, "Hey, we're not going to win," and. We're going to, even if they don't bleed us dry of money, we're not going to win in court. They're, right. they're not, they don't have an arbor, they don't have an antitrust exemption that's good enough to keep them through this. Um, I, I think that in the end, I do think you're right that Liv needed PGA more than the other way around. And it's amazing that the Liv brand has won this, if you want to call it that. But at the same time, just because of the there's not a lot of value to the brand, but they had so much backing with the PIF, more so than I will say. I really think that the the, the PGA has, because PGA is hemorrhaging guys to live. Um, so I think we're kind of agreeing, but I, I see your point as well. I just think that the legal piece of it is, and I'm going to talk to Ellen about this on the pod this weekend or on Friday, and to see if what her thoughts are on the legal piece. But I do think that. A portion of it is Liv was going to win, yeah. Um, because the, the due to the suspensions piece, I've been suspending these players, and I know that one of the things they've talked about now is 
The players who are on the live tour are going to be able to apply to come back to the PGA tour in 2024. There's going to be, I think the quote I saw was something to the effect of uh, some kind of a fair way of doing this, some kind of a, a equitable way of making this happen. Let me ask you a couple of questions. I just want to hear just your speculation. We know nothing so far. Is this going to create a new tour? Or what are we? What do you think we're going to see with Liv, the DP, and the PGA? I think all for under now, one roof. I think for now they're still going to operate as separate entities. But for the rest of this year, yeah, uh, they already said that. Rest of this year, maybe even next year, just because the contracts that they have with different yeah. courses and TV partners and stuff like that. But I think eventually the the end goal is that we're going to see one big world golf league of some sorts that spans Europe, the U S um, and takes elements of the PGA tour, takes elements of the European tour, takes elements of the, the live tour, puts the team concept involved. The, the end of the day, and I was telling TJ about this too. The, what, what I think would be best if you're this new entity you need to find a way to get your best golfers in the world out there every single week. And they need to be competing, like whether it's an 18-week schedule, 24-week schedule, whatever it may be, you need to have all your guys at every event competing for a common championship. Um, I think you need to write it up that way, whether you're playing, you know, three days of golf or four days or – in that stretch, you need to find a way to keep those guys there. I think of, you know, like like NASCAR, for example, those guys race all 36 races, not just Daytona or not just, you know, Indianapolis or Charlotte. They're there every single week, and they have their big races, but they're all competing for the championship at the end. I think for golf, they need to find a way. Um, ideally, at the end of the day, you have one big tour that encompasses all of these things, and everybody's there every single week. That needs to be the goal of what, what they do here, okay. and I think that's what we'll see eventually. All right, two questions based on that. So do you think, one, is it you – you're talking about maybe like NASCAR. I'm thinking more like Formula One as well, where you're yeah. you're in everything, and it's worldwide. Um, the other piece is a lot of the live guys went to the live tour not only because of the money, but because they weren't required to play as many, as many tournaments. But they're there every week. Yes. Okay. So do you think we'll see live as a standalone of any kind? Or do you think this will be one? I One thing I got, I, I saw uh, pitched was possibly an idea, such as the athletic a little bit ago. Um, the live tour being an off-season tour that was only team events. Yeah, that could possibly happen. It could work that way. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I I don't think anything is set in stone by any means. Uh, all sorts of ideas are out like, there. It doesn't sound like they even have an idea of what they want to do yet and how they want to so pull this off. Originally, the, the idea with the Live Tour was that they wanted these teams to be sold off like franchises, like, you know, to have uh, ownership of these teams. But with, with where this is going here, I, I don't know. Uh, what the future is in that. I think Liv's kind of all this is, you know, everybody's kind of flying by the seat of their pants and figuring out as they go here. Okay. Uh, Next question I have for you is, 
What do you think on the media rights? What do you think will happen here? I mean, now we've got the, the PGA, for instance, has deals already set in place till 2030. They've got $700 million a year coming in just in the U.S. Um, is this going to affect that? I mean, is it, we're going to see something. Is this going to contractually change those media rights? So now that it's official that the PGA Tour – as of right now, is working with the Saudis. Um, these TV partners, I think, are going to find out pretty quick whether the advertisers are going to stay or not. Yeah. And, you know, the, like we've talked about the almighty dollar here, I think the next couple of months, let's see if any advertisers pull out or if they stay involved. If yeah. the advertisers stay and if the networks are still happy, then – Everything goes on. But yeah. if we start to see the networks be upset or you know some of the advertisers pull, then that's when things uh, could get dicey as far as the future of these these leagues go. Um, if, if you're live, I think they're going to try to you know leverage live to a better TV deal than the CW. Uh, you know, that's, that's for certain. They, they want to do what they can to do something better than that. But um, you know, CBS and NBC and some of these others, I, it's hard for me to imagine them saying no to the uh, the PGA Tour because so much of their Sunday weekend content content is dependent on it. I mean, the Golf Channel would not exist without having PGA Tour rights. Yeah, I what I know you're short on time, so I just want to get two little things. I want to get out of here on these two. First, we'll talk about the players real quick. Uh, we know that uh, Rory McIlroy is the one who's kind of the upfront guy for the PGA Tour and what all's happened there. You know. Tiger is not doing anything with Liv. Rory hasn't. And Rory's been the one who has really been the most open anti-Liv golf. He had a couple of quotes. I, I mentioned this to you off the air, but uh, he said that he believes there still has to be consequences to the actions in referring to the Liv guys playing on the PGA Tour. And then he thinks, with that, he says he thinks that this merger is actually good for the game of golf because it gives it a financial future. It's not a little bit of him talking out both sides of his mouth on that one. I mean, that it seems like he's got a vendetta, but he's like, oh, but the money's okay. But that's what they were talking about for the last year and a half was the money. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that Rory and some of these other guys are sitting there mad now that they didn't get theirs while the live guys got paid and they want some consequence because those guys got paid and those, the other guys didn't. Um, we've heard rumblings that the PGA tour might find these guys uh, might have a buy-in of sorts to come back. Potentially that might be the way it works. But um, at the end of the day, I, I can't imagine these live guys giving up a whole lot, wanting to go play PGA Tour events and losing money here. I mean, there's going to be some type of compromise of some sorts, I imagine. I would think so, too. My last couple of questions here. This one's just kind of a funny one. So is Phil Mickelson now um, been uh, – what do I want to say here? How, what I want to say here? Has he been vindicated? He was yes. the first one to take the money. I would argue um, – that Phil Mickelson just became the most powerful golfer in the history of the game. I want to hear that. Tell me about that. Say it. I I would say that, you know, he was the first one to step out. 
he took the heat. Uh, yeah. You know, remember he sat out last year from the Masters and the PGA Championship. We heard that he was suspended initially. Um, you know, he took all that heat. He stood by his comments. He was proud to represent Live. He did the Live thing, no matter what. He stood out there. He was the face of it, and did not back down. I mean, he went withstood the entire time here. Yeah. Um, Phil not only won in this, but he he made uh, an, a remarkable impact. A, a a change for golf. You know, this was a league, the PGA Tour, that was started by Jack and Arnold and those guys. And yeah. now he is shaking up everything that they've started. I mean, it's it's hitting the reset button with the Saudis involved now. Yeah. Um, with that, there's a lot of people should be sending, uh, I'm, I apologize, to uh, text messages to, to Phil right now, shouldn't they? Absolutely. But, yeah. you know, they won't. Uh, I mean... That's always how those things go, but yeah. he was uh, he was right the the entire time, um, so, and I'm happy for Phil. Yeah, so Phil Brooks Koepka, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, those are the biggest names that went over, and now they I think they're going to be vindicated in this a little bit now that the PGA is taking the same quote unquote blood money. Um, it, it's it, it's kind of funny to think. The other piece I want to ask from that is. Where do you think that leaves the holdouts? I'm going to specifically name two names. The two guys who could have taken very large paychecks, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods. How do you think they feel? We know how Rory feels. How do you think Tiger feels about all this right now? Um, years ago, we heard of uh, Tiger was uh, hit up of, of starting his own tour, starting a Tiger tour. Um, I think Tiger's probably he and Rory probably weighing their options. Like, Hmm, what if we got our, we, we, we know people. What if we yeah. said, screw these guys? You know, what, what if we held our ground of not being with the Saudis or whatever, and just go make our own tour and, yeah. and hold money that way. Like I, I think if I'm tiger, I, I would certainly consider that. Okay. My ultimate question on all this, I want to hear your opinion on this. Is, we talked about. I think you are in the same boat I am. I think it's a little bit hypocritical on the you know the fans, people who are been totally against the live tournament. I have not been a fan. I have not been. I've been kind of right in the middle on this. Um, but what I do think we need to acknowledge now is that there are people who are going to be upset that the Saudis now basically own golf. I mean, for lack of a better term, with them basically controlling these three tours. Um, but given golf's past the pga the masters and some of the issues they've had through history with social issues uh most importantly racial discrimination isn't it very two-faced to now be upset yes okay i just want to make sure i mean that's I, that's kind of where i'm at on this I, I i've been kind of seeing both sides for a little bit and now i i just think the pga has folded their tent and went oh well we'll take the money and it's no different than what the WWE has done as well. Yeah, yeah. The, they, they, they lost everything they stood for. Yeah, yeah. the Saudis tried to buy that, and they've, they've pivoted over to golf. So, yeah. hey, I want to thank you for coming in today. Thanks so much. We will get – I'll uh, see you on the Jones Report this week as well. So thanks for jumping in and doing this for me. And uh, I will chat with you real soon. Thanks, Tyler. Sounds good. Thanks, Bob.
Hey, again, I want to thank Tyler Jones for coming on. And I want to be clear what my thinking is here at the end. I, I, I'm not in full support of this. I, I do have kind of a – I'm looking at this in two different ways. But I do think that for those people – I've been reading a lot of it on Twitter today and around the world and, and, and it, lots of comments. Even I was only athletic reading a lot of stuff. And a lot of the uh, a lot of the quotes from individuals were things like, I'm never watching golf again. And, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. And I would – it's easy to be upset in the moment and to say, Hey, I understand. I don't like this. And certainly there is a a point to that, but in the end, the PGA tour uh, has not had the best record when the best record in the past, when it comes to social issues, Um, you know, think about things like also entities like the masters, same kind of thing. Golf as a sport has not been, as active in those ways in the last, you know, you take the, the history of the sport, especially professionally. So that's why I think Wade doesn't really surprise me. Um, the, the moment of this coming together this way surprises me, but in the end, taking the money and working with the Saudis, I also say that I think part of this is that people who are upset, we're looking at this, even myself, who, I mean, I don't agree with all this as well, is we look at it with American eyes. We look at the Saudis and, and, and we look at this public investment fund and we're thinking, okay, these are the people who backed the 9-11 thing. That was the narrative the PGA was saying. These people backed the 9-11 terrorists and that sort of thing. And, and what I'll say is that there's some truth to that. There's also been, we've had 20 years since then. Uh, you know, just because the Saudi government, there are some atrocities that have been there, even since, even in the last couple of years, certainly. At the same time, it's hard to just draw a straight line and say it's this or this. It's black or it's white. It's not gray. This is very much a gray situation. And I think there's going to be good and bad to this. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I think if anything, they could make this the idea of a team tour sounds really cool to me. And I understand folks will say, well, I don't want to be involved with someone that's backed by the other by the Saudi government. The investment trust fund is different than the actual government. It's a whole different deal. And if you want to go back and look, you can find public records of some of the investments this company has. This public investment trust owns big stocks. Big shares in things like Bank of America, Facebook. There are major companies here in America. This same investment fund has major, major participation in. So, and it's more about getting the word out of the country of Saudi Arabia that they're open for business. And again, I kind of see that in a way it's a step forward for them. I think one reason we don't see the issues as internationally is that not all of them have what I was saying like earlier American eyes people maybe who are like Greg Norman who was one of the creators of the live golf tournament the live golf tour you know he's Australian well he's not looking at this as the the company that backed terrorists they didn't do anything in Australia it's where Greg Norman's from you know those sort of things have to be taken into account and realize that we need to have more than one frame of reference we talk a lot about that on this podcast, about having more than one frame of reference and not just be so particular 
on an opinion and say, this is black or this is white. There is gray in this. And I hope everyone is thinking about that. And before spouting off big things like, I'll never watch golf again or shit like that, keep in mind, there could be some positives. There's going to be some negatives to this as well. Look, there's going to be. Some of the traditions that we've seen are going to go away or they're going to change. But we're seeing that in every sport. The Saudi public trust is invested now in soccer, in, in, in one of the big soccer teams. They're, they've already got an approval in the NBA to allow a trust like this to invest in a team. It's only a matter of time until the public, the public and the PIF comes in trusted by an NBA team or an NFL team, especially as the NFL prices go up. If NFL teams are going to sell for six and seven billion dollars, there's not going to be a lot of people who can buy that. This can. So get ready because this is going to be the first of many things. I expect they're going to get involved in tennis very heavily. We've already seen some of that at some lower levels. So this is just this is going to be a huge story. This might end up being the biggest sports business story of 2023. Um, what's going to happen with the PGA tour? the DP World Tour, and the Live Golf Tour. I just think this is going to be huge. So, again, thank you to Tyler Jones for coming on, working with me, and chatting with me about that. I really appreciate Tyler for doing that. And also, as always, I want to thank him for all the stuff he does behind the scenes. Uh, if you don't know, Tyler's our guy. He's our he's our producer on a lot of this stuff. So uh, thank you to him, and he'll take care of us on the backside. Hey, folks, don't forget to rate us and review us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, we appreciate every five-star review. Hey, it's a quick pod today. Just wanted to get in about 30 minutes, talk about this with Tyler. But I want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this. Check the show notes. Take the link. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Your first deposit, when you do your first $5 bet, you're going to get $150 in free bets. It's a great time of year to get down. We've got the NBA Finals. We've got the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, or uh, Stanley Cup Finals finishing up. There's NASCAR. There's baseball. All sorts of cool stuff coming up golf as well so get in there give it a try we appreciate DraftKings for sponsoring us check that out and give them a little bit of a shot if you get a chance so till later in the week i'm coach bo brian o'connor have a great week we'll see you on friday and remember your time tokens are not refundable take care everybody